Welcome to the Thoughts Uncovered podcast by Voyage Manchester. I am your host, Beck Simmons. I am a mindset coach and hypnotherapist, helping others on their mental well-being and self-development journeys. While still very much on my own journey of self-discovery and self-awareness, this is an open, non-judgmental space where myself and others will be sharing their journeys and experiences, discussing all things mental health, self-development and mindset. Things are about to get a little bit deep, but I am here to shed a light to remind each other we aren't alone. We are all living this shared human experience. It's actually one thing we all have in common. Despite our differences, like physical health, we all have mental health. And although not everyone will experience a mental illness within their lifetime, because we are all on this crazy journey called life, we may all struggle with our mental health from time to time. Welcome back to Thoughts Uncovered. In this episode, we are joined by the lovely Tino, who has recently come out of prison, but is now making it part of his purpose to turn his negative experience into something positive, to help others and help them see there can be another way. I loved recording this episode. You'll see why very soon. I originally had another name for it, but right at the very end, Tino says, we can't change the world, but we can change our own version of it. And that just really hit home and stuck with me. So keep listening for more of his wise words. Hey guys, so we're back with Thoughts Uncovered. Um, I'm here with Tino today. Um, He's here to share his story about how his lived experience growing up in a, a deprived area has led him down the wrong path a little bit and how now he's using his negative experiences to not only turn his life around but change the narrative for other people as well as speaking more openly about men's mental health so welcome Tino I'm happy to have you here today thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be on your show um so as I do with everybody else I'm going to open the floor out to you and get you to explain a little bit about your background about your journey and the you know what's led you to the person you are today um yeah so to be fair there's loads to put in but uh, um so i'm originally from london moved up here when i was probably about 13 i think i was and then obviously lived in manchester for a bit and then kind of did the normal thing school college whatever but obviously around the certain influences that i've had growing up like people around me obviously watching my mum struggles things like that it kind of like makes you value more money more than you should probably should do at a young age so it kind of just obviously led me to us being curious about certain things what would it be like you know growing up in school watching everybody else have things that your mum couldn't afford to get you and things like that it was just it was tough to go through but like it then leads you to like I don't know kind of like craving money more than you should if that makes sense so Mm. that kind of led me to make some of the choices I I did make and obviously uh, a couple of years ago I ended up uh, in prison for conspiracy to supply classes um, which was obviously my first time being arrested first time being in jail and obviously got a five-year sentence did half of that and then kind of like started on a bit of a journey kind of like my head fell off while I was in there in the sense that obviously I was missing my family missing everything and it kind of like put everything into perspective like what am I doing obviously you know that there's a chance you could go to jail when you're doing whatever you're doing but it's it's kind of like at the back of your mind if that makes sense yeah so then I I kind of reached a bit of a crossroads when I was in prison where um 
had to make a choice like what do I want to do with the rest of my life like it's like kind of now or never moment I know it sounds a bit like cliched but it was just one of them and then I've always had this thing anyway in the back of my mind when do you know when people say oh I'm going to change but I'm going to change tomorrow or next year or whatever mm-hmm. like I've always felt that if you really want to change it kind of starts that day do you know what I mean yeah. like the day you realise you want to change is the day you should start so that's how I kind of treated it I kind of yeah. just kept my head down in prison stayed out of all the conflict got myself a job um, tried to do as many courses and things as I could do while I was away um, I did some obviously like uh, worked with the Samaritans some youth mentoring courses education just whatever they could give me that was obviously everything's free in there so in my head I was thinking well it's free I'm here I've got the time so I can either just sit here and watch TV and just get up to no good or I can just make myself as busy as possible. Do you know what? It kind of started as a bit of a distraction tactic because yeah. obviously with me, one of my coping mechanisms, you know, when like I'm not in the right headspace mentally with my mental health or whatever, I kind of like go on a drive and like listen to mm. music. Like I'll just like I'll just put like a playlist on and just drive like, for, for like an hour or so that's you know, like, like on the therapy isn't it in itself yeah honestly <laughs> it's like it's like the best thing ever and it's just my thing that whenever i was in a stress situation or an environment that like that was my go-to thing so to have your coping me- mechanism taken away from you you kind of like fall off a little bit and uh i'll be honest i had some tough times in there mentally like in the sense that you just feel like is this it like is this where your life kind of comes to? It sounds a bit like final, but that's how, in my head, that's where I was at. I was thinking, wow, like, is this what the rest of my life looks like? Just staring at these four walls, getting told when to go to sleep kind of thing, when to wake up, when you somebody opening your door for you. Do you know little things that yeah. we take for granted when we're out here that we think are always going to be there, but when they're taken away from you, it's like, oh, like, you, yeah. like you struggle to cope I'm quite a like before I went in I'm quite a person like if it's two o'clock in the morning my head's falling off like I said I'll have a go for a drive or I'll just go to Tesco so not being able to do that like it just made my head go more and more and more and I got in like a bit of a dark place but luckily I met some kind people in there like nursing staff mental health team that was really good to me and kind of like helped me sort my head out a little bit yeah what was the moment then for you where you you know how you're saying before about the whole like the change thing like you've got to start today like yeah. when did that moment come for you when you were like no I'm starting today like I'm I'm turning this around it was kind of like so for the first couple of months I felt sorry for myself like I was just like oh why me blah 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 do you know like as you do when anything negative happens to you mm. and then it was like believe it or not it was a conversation I had with my nephew um obviously he didn't know I was away he kind of thought I was working away kind of thing um initially he thought I was on holiday but then obviously because I was looking at a long time we kind of told him that I was working away and then I remember one time ringing him I was just talking to him normally and he was like oh I've been good at school today and I was like oh have you well done he was like if I carry on being good will you come home I'm sorry for being naughty and I was like whoa and honestly like I had to kind of put the phone down and like like go away and I ended up going to my cell and my parents was like what's up here I was like honestly I'll be honest with you like I was nearly in tears because it was just like wow my four-year-old nephew thinks it's his fault that mm. he can't see me kind of thing and then it kind of just sinks in a little bit more what you've done if that makes sense yeah yeah so that for you was like right um I need to change I need to yeah, I need I to like, start getting myself 
Yeah, because obviously he's not really got a male role model. Like, obviously he's got a dad, but his dad's not around as much. So I was kind of that for him. So to see that I'd had such a negative impact, it kind of like reminded me of my story a little bit in the sense that I've not really had a male role model growing up. Like, obviously I was raised by three sisters and my mum. So it was kind of like, oh, the cycle's starting back again. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Even though it's not actually my son, it was like, I'm doing to him what was done to me, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, so like, like it's about stopping history like repeating itself and you yeah, being definitely. able to be like a a positive role model for him growing up. Yeah, definitely. I want him to be somebody that he's proud of. Like that's my uncle Tino. Like I said, we're all I come from a close family. Like I said, I've not really had much male role model growing up. The one male role model I had was my cousin, but he died obviously tragically when I was about fourteen. He lived mm. obviously. This is. He lived in London and this is part of like why we came out of London. He kind of got stabbed in a in gang incident. And mm. then, so he was like the guy I looked up to because he was three, four years older than me. And so for him to go, it was kind of like, is history just going to keep repeating itself or do or does it stop with me kind of thing? Yeah. Do, do you feel like when you lost that male role model in your life that things changed for you then? Yeah, I kind of... Like obviously, as kids, you become a bit, you, you just kids aren't you a bit like lawlessness, you don't really listen to your mum or whatever. But like, I just kind of like thought, well, there's no one really here to tell me what to do, kind of thing. And I just did kind of did whatever I want. If I wanted to stay out, stayed mm-hmm. out, didn't really tell my mum, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I was like, obviously, doing what kids do, but I kind of like just basically just did what I want. I kind of just like kind of again same sort of thing kind of felt sorry for myself like how the world was against me kind of thing i had no one and but there's only so much that you can blame where you come from and what like what's around you in the sense that it's still our decision to make Mm. what we do with with where we come from there's plenty of successful people that have come from similar places similar backgrounds and it's just about trying to be not maybe one of them but just trying to be one of the good stories that come out of like whatever like I always have this saying that I say and all my friends like like it's like a proper cliched saying but I always say that pressure makes diamonds and and it's only sometimes that you start to see that and think you know what like it's the pressure that's going to make you the person you can be and will be Mm -hmm. in the future kind of thing Mm, yeah makes you grow yeah Yeah. but like anyone it it gets on top of you really like obviously as a kid's we're all taught to not talk about our feelings, talk about when we're stressed, especially men as well. Like it's, oh, it's only recently that males have been able to come out and start speaking about struggling, about feeling down, feeling not like good enough, feeling like, like, you know, things like that. And obviously at the time you don't really want to say, or oh, I'm struggling or whatever. And it's only, it's just tough. So you feel like it, you're just holding it all in. Mm. together if that makes sense yeah do you feel like since because i know we spoke didn't we and and you were saying that when when you were in prison and you did a lot of work with the samaritans and and that kind of stuff like you became more open with talking about your feelings and then helping others whilst you were in prison like talk about their feelings you think now you've come out you're a lot more comfortable with doing that and like being more open with your friends and your your family and stuff yeah definitely like 
probably if you speak to anyone that knows me quite closely before I came out like I wouldn't even say things like I love you to my friends because mm. it was seen as like boys don't say that to each other da, da, da. but like I've always had love for my friends and like I do love my friends but like it was just a thing that you don't say yeah. and then like one of the biggest things that I learned from being away was that like life short like yeah I wasn't dead but like it could have been a lot worse I could like there's people that aren't here to tell that story so it was kind of like it was started initially like I didn't have my coping mechanisms so it was like what do I do so I was kind of forced to talk so obviously luckily I met a guy um in there and he was a Samaritan himself and I went spoke to him a couple of times got a couple of things off my chest kind of thing and it just helped it made me feel better so like bit by bit I kept thinking like oh this isn't actually that bad like you know when you build something up that much I built it up that talking to other people is this big trap it's like when I actually did it it was like oh it's actually not that bad and then for that person to keep it in and not tell everybody not tell the whole wing and do you know what I mean everybody find out what what's going on in your head kind of thing it gave me a bit more security to speak so then I was able to keep talking to him talk to other people engage with other services and then when it came to where I was in a better bit of a better place I was then able to think you know what I, I would want to give that to somebody else what I got so that's what made me want to become a Samaritan and start like helping other people obviously I worked on the mental health wing and I've seen some some crazy things mm-hmm. on there yeah. um so it was one of them that like I just thought it could be a lot worse so why not start now and start using my journey as a bit of a like come on let's do this kind of thing yeah no, definitely. And that's, you know, it's amazing that you've, in a way, like, even though it's been a negative experience for you, a lot of positive has actually come out of it because you've been able to maybe see a side of yourself that you didn't know before. And you've been able to yeah. learn new things like, for example, the fact that it is okay to talk, like, it does actually make you feel better talking. Um, you know, this whole like masculine energy of like, not you know hiding your feelings not saying love you to people all that kind of stuff actually you know things can be different um yeah definitely like like i said um honest answer like being away for the first couple of months absolutely broke me yeah like it probably i hit rock bottom in the sense that like i was struggling bad like obviously to my family and to my friends on the phone i was upbeat and whatever yeah like it's okay, I'm all right, da, da, da. but inside and like, it wasn't even so much, the best way to describe prison is like, it's like, don't get me wrong, there is bad things that happen and it is like, there is bad people or people have done bad things, sorry. Um, but like, it's the whole, like, I'm a family person. I'm a, like I said, I just like to, I'm, I hate being like, con- like kept in this small space. So it was just everything mm-hmm. I hated was prison in sense of like me as a personality so yeah. so it kind of like broke me down bit by bit like i wouldn't even listen to music for the first three months like my padmate would put the music channel on but now i turn it off or whatever because obviously i do like i do music management so it was like it just reminded me of everything that i'd kind of felt like i'd lost so i was it was kind of like mm. i had to be broken to kind of build myself back up and start like you said learning that there is parts of me that maybe i'd suppressed and not do you know what I mean? That I hadn't used as much, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. And I, I do think that, um, and this is, we were talking about a lot of people now are more open to like self-development and like 
you know, looking within and trying to like work on themselves and stuff. And I think sometimes it, it is sad that sometimes it takes really negative things to happen or like you do hit kind of a rock bottom yeah. for that to happen. But at the same time, I think it's like, well, at least something good comes out of that. Do you know what I mean? Like at least, you know, when if you do hit that bottom, there is only a way up, isn't there? And then you do, you do start to build yourself up again. You do start to learn about yourself more. You do start to kind of work on things that maybe weren't, like healthy. yeah, yeah, definitely. You know I mean? Like, like I said, when when I talk, about, I just felt like I'd let my whole family down. I'd let my friends down. I'd let, like, I felt a lot of pressure—not pressure, but like guilt. Um, and it was like I said, mm-hmm. I had no coping mechanisms. I couldn't do the things that I do to make me relax. So it was literally just like everything kind of caved in. But like, people have asked me since I've come home, do I like regret going to prison? I regret what I did, 100%. Like, obviously, I understand that it's wrong. I knew it was wrong before, but this just kind of rubber stamp that it's wrong. But I don't regret going in the sense that, like, mm-hmm. I don't believe I'd be half the person I am today and half the... I, I wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. see my potential. Like, I'd, I thought I had kind of, like, a ceiling and kind of, like, a, a place where I get to and that's it kind of thing. But, like I said, having everything stripped away from you that you thought was important... But now you realise it's not important, like your materialistic things, going out, mm. your phone, like things like just silly things that you thought like was the be and end all. And just like all I miss was my family, my friends, like, and I wish like so much I could tell my family and my friends that I loved them. Do you get what I mean? Like little things that I wouldn't have ever done before. It was like I would kill to be able to just say that to my friends or to my family, whatever. So it was kind of one of those things. And one of the things that... um kind of struck me was the support I got in the sense of everybody around me like honestly it was overwhelming like I mentioned that obviously I looked I looked after my mum and like my friends were going around to my mum's house looking after her checking up on her like honestly it was like initially you think oh it's only gonna be for like a week or two because obviously you know what people like when something mad happens everybody wants to kind of know the goss what's happening yeah. da, da, da. and obviously it was in the paper and facebook and things like that so initially you think oh it's gonna die down but throughout my whole sentence over the two years um the amount of people that stopped by me like I said went to visit my mum came on visits like just everything like sent me letters like handwritten letters like I hadn't read a handwritten letter for years like since school before that but like you know people taking the time out just to send me like nice messages thinking little things started to like kind of restore my faith that maybe you know what yeah I have made a massive mistake but this isn't the end for me like there's more like let's use this there's a lot of people that are rooting for me to win so it'd be be wrong of me just to kind of give up if that makes sense yeah 100% 100% and like do you feel like that support was the thing that really kept you going yeah definitely like for my family it's easy to turn your back because you know that saying out of sight out of mind like obviously it's all right to send a letter once every so often but like like even little things like if I didn't reply to somebody like within a couple of days I'd get another letter saying just checking you're right I've not received your reply Mm -hmm. little things like that that I'm still in people's minds and do you know what I mean like because two years away especially with what was going on at the time with covid and a lot of things like the fact that everybody kept in touch and what was hard as well because for the first year because it was covid uh, there was no right. visits so i didn't see anyone for a year like so i didn't see any of my family any of my friends so it was literally like i was gone do you know what i mean like now obviously everything's open back up you can go visit every week and things like that some people even get two free visits a week so it's like so it's basically like you are working away but at, for the first year it was so tough because i'd never experienced this neither my family 
and now we just couldn't see each other we just could speak on the phone for 20 minutes a day which was i don't know just yeah crazy. and that's not a lot of time at all is it like 20 minutes no, a day it's not. nothing no it's hard to be fair it was hard like i said it broke me but i'm so glad it did because if i had just come out and been a bit like cocky and not cocky but you know what i mean like just a bit sure of myself like you see some people that they do come out of jail and they're a bit like oh yeah whatever like it is what it is and don't get me wrong that's fine for them but for me it just wasn't the right thing for me and like i said it was just like it wasn't who i wanted to be yeah kind of thing yeah and i think like what you mentioned before about how you know the things that you thought were important before like you've now realized maybe aren't the things that are that important in life and you've now kind of realized the true values the things that you, you value more do you know what I mean so like the fact like your family your friends having your freedom like being able to to you know do your work have music all that kind of stuff like all the things that you were worried about before maybe seem quite minor now yeah definitely like it was just, it was the little things I missed. It was, like I said, being surrounded by my family, like sitting in a house with all my friends. You know, the little things mm -hmm. that, like going to the shop. It was mad, like, because somebody's asked me before since since I come home, like, did you miss your phone? And you know what? I genuinely didn't miss my phone, like, not once. And I missed going on, like, my phone. I thought I would, like, in the first couple of days, mm -hmm. like, you wake up, it's weird, like, like you'll have your head under the pillow and you'll search looking for your phone and it kind of hits you where you are. You think, how oh, mad is that? Do you know what I mean? If could see me now, but. Yeah, it's just a weird feeling. Like there'll be times where somebody will be like, "Oh, what's the time?" And I'd like pat my pockets. I'm like, "Oh, what am I doing?" <laughs> that shows how reliant we are on our phones, though, doesn't and, it? Like, that, that's... Yeah, and you know what? Sorry, do you know what was the worst thing? That like, obviously, so in prison, like obviously, you, we can call out, but nobody mm. can call us in. And I was an idiot every single time. I looked so dodgy. Like obviously, our phone calls are recorded. I must have sounded so dodgy because what's the thing that you say to somebody? I'm like, oh yeah, just give yeah. me a call later on. And I'd come off the phone and think, why have you just said that? They're gonna think you've got a phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, but I genuinely didn't. Like at the time, like I was just like, what am I doing? Like, but I just couldn't get. It. I made the amount of times I'd say it. And I honestly, in one week, I think I said it like 10 times. And I thought, somebody's listening to my calls now. I'm definitely getting searched tomorrow. Because I just thought, but it was just, you know, a thought of habit because you're just so used to I'd be like, yeah, yeah, make sure you text me in a bit. And I'd be like, why have you just said yeah, that? Yeah, fully. Well, we do, though. We're so reliant on our phones day to day, aren't we? The fact that if you, if that just took away from you, I bet that's, that's something that, because it is a habit, you're still going to be like looking for it. It's still going to be like, you know what I mean? It must have took a while to, to not, but yeah, you're relying yeah. on it anymore. It did to be fair, like yeah. I said to, yeah, for like I said for a while it was just like, oh, I'll just ring this person. So even things like trying to sort out getting some clothes sent in and everything just so mm. slow in there, like to put credit on. Say, say you put credit on today, it doesn't go on for like three days, so you can't call anyone for three days. By the time your credit goes on, you might not actually mm. wanna. You've forgotten what you want to tell that person or whatever. You know, it's literally everything just slowed yeah. right down. It's hard I was to gonna just say, do you, do you feel like because like you were forced to slow down, like you know how like we live in a world now, it's like immediate gratification. Like you can, if you want like food, you can get it like so easy, like in delivery or like you want, you need to speak to someone, you can call them straight away. Like even if you're on the other side of the world, you can yeah. FaceTime them, like all these things. Do you feel like because you were like forced to slow down, like you are, I don't know, like more patient with stuff now? Yeah, definitely. Like at first, I was fuming. I was like, to, I was angry. I was like, "What do you mean? You can't sort this out today?" I was like, "They were like, nah." But like, what do you mean? I don't get it. They were like, 
I said, it just takes two minutes. If I was outside, I'd be able to sort it like that. There was no, well, things take time in it. And then after a while, like, it was me telling other people, like, you know, yeah. you guys that had come in, I'd be like, the first thing I'm going to warn you is just, you got to get used to the fact that it's dead slow in here. Like, and it become that, I kind of become a bit carefree mm-hmm. to it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If something didn't go my way or I didn't get something or whatever, I kind of just become like, oh, it is what it is kind of thing. And that's what I'm, I'm glad of. I, I become yeah. a bit more patient. Like, I learned... I didn't think I had a patient side, but I think oh, I that's it. lovely. That is nice, isn't it? Because I think yeah. you know the world that we live in, it can make us not patient. It can make us like I don't know, like we we kind of take for granted. I think a lot of the stuff that we have, don't we? Um, and like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's what I said. Like the the immediate gratification stuff. Like it's literally that everything's on the tip of our fingers all the time. Um, and I think sometimes, especially with social media and stuff, this is where you can get into this whole like comparison mindset because we're completely like surrounded by being able to see what everyone's doing twenty four seven. Um, you're always like comparing to like other yeah. people's stuff, aren't you? Like you're never away from being able to see things like instantly. So I think like in a way, having time where you're away from all that, it's, like, it probably would be good for your head in a sense, wouldn't it? Like you said, it's taught patience. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It taught me patience, but it also taught me to love soaps. So. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching like Corrie and EastEnders and all that sort of stuff. So that's funny. Um, so what I was going to say to you as well, I was thinking before. So how you were saying about this whole like the mindset that you could have had um, about like the world being against you, you know, like that quite negative mindset. If you, you know, like what would your advice be to people who may be feeling like that, where they feel like they haven't really got a choice in like the, um, say they've had a similar upbringing, like the same like background to you, like what would your advice be to them if they've got the mindset of I've not really got a choice or like, you know, life has to be this way because I've grown up with this circumstance. Yeah, and my advice would be like it is tough for like I'm not gonna sit and tell you that it's not tough it's not the hardest journey I've ever been on mm-hmm. it's not been easy that there's been there's not been sleepless nights crying tears there is but like the goals at the end of it is what you got to set yourself you got to set yourself stop thinking like 10 years in ahead try and go day to day first yeah. initially try and like go this is what I'm going to do today to try and become a better version and it is hard like it's easy to sit there and tell somebody who's not making money or who can't feed the kids or whatever or go, don't doing that and that's why i'm trying to that's why i started doing the mentoring when i was inside mm-hmm. so obviously i worked with young offenders who's who was their first time in and that sort of thing and and why i'm doing the school stuff and i've come out and trying to get back into more of the mentoring stuff is it's just to show them that there is other people that come from them that like, i'm nowhere near where i want to be but like I'm, i feel like i'm on the right path finally but yeah. that it's not going to be you don't get on the right path at 14, 15. Like we have in society, we have all these limits set on us that we've got to be a certain way by a certain age and have this by a certain age. And it is like, it does crush you. You don't think it does and people don't think it matters, but it does just, you start looking at yourself and thinking, oh my God, I'm nearly 21. I haven't got, I haven't got a driving license yet. Oh my God, I'm nearly 30. I haven't started a family yet. Or whatever it is that at the time is, but, like everyone's on their own journey and that's what you've got to think and just think it's not easy it's not gonna be easy it's not like i'm nowhere near where i want to be and i know i've got a long hard 
long hard road ahead of me with a lot of ups and downs but like i'm excited by that now yeah. you've got to kind of like relish you've got to relish the challenge i'm excited because i know that yes there's going to be some more bad times to come but without those bad times the good times i experienced like coming home seeing my family hugging my mum for the first time they wouldn't have felt as good do you know what i mean yeah. like they won't like achieving whatever i do hopefully achieve in the future it won't feel as good if I hadn't been through what I'd been through, do you know what I mean? Like, I won't appreciate it as much. So, for the advice, that, like I said, for people growing up or coming from where I come from, trying to think, why should I bother, is that, trust me, it's going to be worth it. We're in an age now where money can be made from literally anything. True. Like, gone are the, gone are the days where you had to be Mr. 9 to 5 to make any to make a living, to make a future for yourself. Like, you've got YouTubers making money, boxers, footballers, rappers singers whatever producers whatever it is you want to be there's so much scope now to actually make a living from it and be successful that like the world is your oyster it's just how bad you want it like it's all well and like one of the things that i used to use with the young offenders when i was in person i used to say to him like just obviously I said to him, if, I'd ask them if they'd been stopped by police and they're like, yeah, or they took all my money or whatever. And I'd say to him, well, just imagine that same police officer stopping you in five years' time and you've got a nice car, nice watch, whatever it is that you want or a nice house. And he, he thinking that he's going to take this off you again. And he checks, does all these checks, everything, and it's all legit. Just, just imagine that smile yeah. on your face. So you won't be able to wipe it off because he'll be fuming because I said, not just police, but whatever. There's people that there that think... We can't change that yeah. because we come from deprived backgrounds or urban, whatever it is, that we've there's only one way out for us, but there isn't. There's so many ways. Some of them are just harder than others. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, so like, if someone's sat here listening now and they may be sat on an idea, right? So, like, they're similar backgrounds to what you came from, but then they're sat on an idea, but they're, like, thinking, oh, I could do this, but I feel like... I know I don't know if I, if if it's possible for me what what would you say to them yeah try it how do you know yeah how do you know it's not possible for you do you know what I mean like there's only one way to find out realistically you can talk yourself out of anything like you could sit and say oh I want to go to the shops and talk yourself oh I can't go to the shops because blah 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 and before you know it you haven't gone like it's easier to talk yourself out of it like just try it mm. like because I believe in failure that's the only way you learn you only learn by getting things wrong yeah. you can know there's no one that's sit there's not one person here that's perfect in this world that can sit here and say oh i've done everything right made every right choice because if they are they're a liar do you know what i mean like we all make mistakes but it's part of like growing up part of developing part of finding what what you love like there's things that i thought i loved five years ago that don't interest me anymore mm. do you know what i mean like, yeah. but i wouldn't have known that if i hadn't tried to do them or whatever it's, that's the only way to have fun with it and now like I'm pursuing a career that can be very fruitful for me but also that I enjoy doing I don't feel like I work like music or the mentoring side I don't feel like it's work I feel like it's honestly like I feel like if I make money from this I'm stealing a living kind of thing yeah. do you know what I mean like no, I, I, because I, I just I enjoy it I enjoy getting up I enjoy late nights I enjoy like like I love music I love what I do I love helping artists I love do you know what I mean like it like it, I could sit here and talk about it for hours, but you just got to find that one thing for you. That's that's your thing. But there is, it is out there. But the only way to find it is trial and error. There's no magic fix. Mm. Yeah, and that, I guess that's it, isn't it? You've got to be willing to 
sometimes take the risks a little bit and yeah. put yourself maybe out of your comfort zone. Because I think sometimes we stay in our comfort zone. Well, it's not always that comfy, is it? Like we think it's comfortable, but actually we're not really yeah. doing ourselves any good. But you've got to put yourself out of your comfort zone to to get where you want to be. Um, and it can be scary because like, um, you know, it's like when I started to, to go down this path and pursue what I'm doing now, like I, I actually had no clue really how to start, but it's like that thing, what you were saying, you just got to try it. And like, don't get me wrong, there's things that I've done and they've not really worked out. And then there's some things that I've worked out. So you just got to keep, keep going. And it's like you were saying before about the little steps, like just instead of like looking at the, like the really, really long goal, like 10 years of like 10 year goal, like just take things day by day and just try things day by day. Yeah, because it's scary. Like, you just got to remember, like, even initially when I started trying to do music or even, even like, we'll take it back to the prison situation, when I wanted to, like, behave and keep my head down, like, a lot of people would be saying to me, oh, my God, why are you behaving? Like, mm-hmm. don't, you don't make a difference what you like in jail. Da, 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 da. Like, and I was like, all right, okay. I said, do you know what? The mad thing was, like, I wasn't doing it to make a difference it was like you won't get any time knocked off if you behave and I was like I know like, I'm not doing it for that I was just doing it for my own personal reasons you've got to find your own little reasons and and this is what I said to the kids that I was mentoring like I'd tell them I was like initially so when I went to get sentenced um, obviously my solicitor rang out all the good behaviour reports and all the things that I've been doing while I was in prison and the judge actually took 12 months of my sentence for it wow. he was like it, it looks like you've since the day you've come in, you've tried to make a positive impact and tried to change your life. And he said, I have to kind of help you along that journey. He said, a lot of people come and try and fool me and behave like a month before sentencing, thinking that's going to, I'm going to look at that and be like, oh my God, well done. But from what I can see from day one, you've done positive things. So for that, I have to take an extra 12 months if you're sentenced. I remember hearing it, I was like, wow, like that's not the reason why I did it. Yeah. But this is what I'm trying to say. Like, if you find your own little reason mm-hmm. to to make positive steps yeah it's hard yeah you're gonna get ridiculed i got added loads of people laughing at me saying oh my god like why are you always working why are you always doing the mentoring why'd you work in the loony bin you know just things like that yeah. just everyone's just taking the mic day in day out but you've got to kind of be hit that's where you've got to use your your head strength to mm. to find you find your as long as you've got a reason why you're doing what you can and you can explain it to yourself it don't really matter what anyone else is saying it to you and that's what you've got to kind of find. You've got to find yeah. your reason, whatever that may be. I love that. No, that's so true. Because so I was going to say, how did you not let the negative like influences like affect you? But you you did that through having your reason, your why, didn't you? So Yeah, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's not going to be easy for anyone trying to pursue anything, whatever, whatever path you're trying to go down or whatever's worth having isn't like it's not easy like there were days where i used to think oh my god it's so easy like i'd see other people that were misbehaving get better things than me and i'd be like what like, how does that make sense and they'd be like do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, and but i just my reason was my family my little nephew it was like that that one conversation shaped kind of my sentence and and that's what i kept reminding myself that i need to go home to him as soon as possible to make up for the way he felt kind of thing mm-hmm. That's no, that's amazing. I feel like you know you kind of created that resilience for yourself, didn't you? That like resilient mindset. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't think I had it in me. Even still mm-hmm. now, I don't feel like I've done anything. If that makes sense, I don't feel like I've achieved anything. I think I've just been like normal. If that makes sense, so like everyone would be like, oh, 
like well done you should be proud of yourself but I don't feel like for what I want to do I don't even think I've scratched the surface if that makes sense I feel like that was just what was expected of me if that makes sense yeah like like, I expected yeah no yeah and I, I get that but it is you know it could have been very different and you could have done things very very differently so I think from an outside perspective like hearing your story I do see why people you know are so proud of you like I'm proud of you like it is like I know you're a very humble person for so for you for yourself you're just like you know I did it and that's what I had to do but like it could have been different do you know what I mean and that's I think what a lot of other people probably see is that you could have just been like do you know what fuck it like I'll just be like everyone else and I'll just misbehave I'll just go down that you know continue down that path but you didn't so and that takes a lot especially when you've got other people surrounding you yeah in prison who were saying things to you the way they were do you know what I mean like you you could have easily listened to them so it does show like your strength and your and your resilience definitely it's a very toxic environment but like you said you only need one or two good people around you to kind of like there was a couple of guys that I used to like hang around with that they were kind of the same mindset. They were a little bit older than me, so they had wiser heads on them and they kind of just kept themselves to themselves. So you kind of just like, it's your environment. You've got to change your environment. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it, I know it's like such a cliche, like that, but you become, you do become a product of your environment. Like totally. if you want to achieve anything, you've got to surround yourself with people who maybe they not might not want the same things as you but they've got the same sort of drive or the same they've got their own tasks or goals or whatever they want to achieve but like you kind of uplift each other and that's what I kind of had in the small circle of people that kept in touch with me and people that I was writing to me like they'd just inspire me they'd be telling me oh I've just done this da, 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 da. or I can't wait till you're home I'm doing this so do you know what I mean? Like I had a small yeah. group of friends that I thought, wow, like how could I, how can I give up when you haven't, when a, when they haven't given up on me kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like my yeah. friends, like honestly, like I say this, my, all my family, they're like, all right, we're setting this up for you. We're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing that. So in my head, I'm thinking all I've got to do is just keep my head down and go home to them. That's all my job is, like everything else will be taken care of. So that's what you've got to kind of do. You've got to kind of change your environment, change the people that, the influences that you've got around you. And it's tough sometimes you've got to stop talking to people that, not stop talking to them, but stop listening to people that whose opinion, you know, isn't positive for you. And Mm. doesn't mean cut your friends off or cut your family off or whatever. It just means that just be careful what you you take because you have, you do have people around you that are just negative that just yeah they've given up so to them they're looking at you or not even giving up they might be scared because it is scary being the odd one out doing different things or being the one that takes a leap into trying to do start your own business or start this or start whatever it is it's it's scary it's like you're at the top of a cliff about to jump off mm-hmm. but like just yeah. imagine that rush on the way down do you know what i mean that's what you've got to imagine and kind of like and put that into perspective and think, you know what, the fear, don't let the fear get you, basically. Yeah. So that fear, like you said, the fear of being different, like don't let that that put you off. Um, yeah, because nobody, nobody wants to fail. Like nobody wants to be that, ah, oh, look, it's that guy that tried this and failed a million times. But you might fail a million times, but then you might become that one other time that you kept trying is the time that it hits like do you know what I mean mm. it hits home whatever that is whether it's your business your career your friendships relationships whatever that is for you whatever your goals are like not everyone has to have the same goals you can have your own goal 
but and it can still feel the same as my goal or your goal or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. It's like what you're saying before, like about surrounding yourself by people. Um, you don't necessarily have to have the same goal or vision, but it, it can just be that you have like the same values and like the same motivation and drive for life. And I think, and like the same like positive mindset, I guess, and like gratitude for for for, for life as well. And I think um, that's definitely something I've done, the, well, last year, it's now we're in 2023 now, but like over the last like year, I think my circle's got a lot smaller, but in a nicer way, because I just feel like a lot of my friends are on this same kind of thing of like trying to, do really good stuff for themselves, like build really good lives for themselves, like have this positive mindset. Um, and when you're surrounded by people who are trying to make a good life for themselves, it kind of lifts you up. You know, when you have days where you're down and like, you're like, oh God, especially when you, for me, like trying to create a business, like if I have a down day where I'm like, oh, is it worth it? That kind of stuff, like, can I get myself stressed? And then you, you have a friend who's like, doing the same thing and they kind of I don't know like they, they bring you up so it is like you say in your environment yeah, really it really does it it makes such a difference and you've got to have also have that confidence to sometimes if certain people like certain people's energy is affecting you or you feel like it's taking you away from your path and your vision like without being rude you've got to kind of like cut like cut it off haven't yeah, you in yeah, a way definitely there's like um goes back to i think what i said it to you last time on the phone the other day um like when everybody was putting up there that 2023 thing got to start cutting people off and that but like in my eyes you shouldn't wait till the end of the year to cut people off that i mm. know good for you if you can recognize that these people shouldn't be in your life why they're still in your life cut them off like it doesn't have to be negative it doesn't have to be like warring or you dislike each other it can just be like you're on two completely different paths i've still got love for you i still like appreciate your friendship mm. or whatever but for, in my day-to-day -day life i need you got to kind of like put yourself first and think you can never yeah. give other people the best version of you until you give it yourself if that makes sense like, well, like, like until you start looking after yourself and intaking making sure you're good you can't make other people feel good you get like not that it's about that but mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you can't offer anybody anything else and that's what like mm -hmm. i'm like a sorry to keep going on about like i'm so lucky at this moment in time like i've got so many male and female friends around me now that like honestly like I love even each and every one of them and like they just like no matter who I'm talking to no matter if it's the guy that works in the local shop or the guy that is trying to start his own business or a rapper or whatever he is like or she is whatever like each and every single one of them they inspire me in different ways like I'm inspired bit by bit by each and every person around me just by the way they live their lives how they carry themselves and that kind of like boost me up so obviously like i said i've just mm -hmm. come i've just come home from like a traumatic experience so mentally on a sense i'm still not in the best place i'm still adjusting i'm still like trying to get over certain things whatever but like yeah. having these sort of people like, like i'll speak to my friend that's just had a baby and she'll be telling me like everything that she's doing kind of thing about oh my god that's that's amazing it, that'll inspire me even though we're not doing the same sort of thing i just think like i've got people around me now that just in their own little way they probably don't even know this but they keep me going keep me inspired keep me keep me hungry to do well for my own self and yeah. for my own family yeah no that's that's amazing it is and i think the fact that you know you're saying now that although you're still trying to process it like process everything that's happened to you 
the fact that you're still going, you've still got, you know, people around you that are inspiring you, motivating you. You can still see your vision. You know that you, there's so much more that you want to achieve. There's so much more that you want to do is is good. And it's it's like even now, even though you're, you're out of, of prison now and it must be hard. I mean, you can you can go into it like was it hard coming out and like readjusting back to to being in the world in a sense yeah, like back um, into freedom and, and everything so basically the first i nearly got run over coming out so that's how you you remember, yeah i've not, I'm not seen a car for like two years so obviously i come out the <laughs> gate and then i'm just like wow like looking around thinking this is mad like so i go to cross the road not even looking just hear beep i was like oh god <laughs> like i'm sorry like <laughs> Honestly, it was like, if anybody were watching me, my first like 10 minutes, you'd have been in tears. Cause then I thought, you know what, my friends aren't here yet. Let me go to the shop. So I've walked to the shop, but because for the last two years, I've knocked on every door. I've, like I've not opened a door for myself properly for two years. So I've stood myself mm -hmm. outside the shop and I've knocked onto the shop door. And I just thought, oh. I thought, I thought, what am I doing? So I've gone in, I've gone, sorry, miss. I've called the shopkeeper, miss. I'm thinking, oh my God, oh. what is going on here? And I'm thinking, Tino, just shut up. All for a drink of water, so I got my bottle of water. So it was, it was little things like that, like, like you don't, I didn't expect, like, people warn me about, but, like, you don't, until you're experiencing it yourself, and then, like, and then it goes a bit, like, deeper in the sense that, like, from my first two nights, like, I didn't sleep at all, you know? Like, I didn't have one mm. ounce of sleep, but I didn't feel tired. Like, mm. my first night, obviously, I was busy all day coming out, seeing my family, I had to go probation, things like that. So then when I got into my house about nine o'clock, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go sleep like a baby. Honestly, I didn't, like, I was up till, like, nine o'clock next morning. But, wow. like, I think yeah. I was I think I was just kind of, like, processing the day. I was literally just, I wasn't even sat doing anything. I was just, like, sat in my room, just, like, processing the day. And then before I knew it, it was, like, daylight outside. I was like, oh, that's weird. And... Sorry, my sleep's still not 100% now, but it's weird because in there, mm. I, I got to a point where I kind of feel like when I first come in, I wasn't sleeping and then I got adjusted to it and then um, obviously they gave me some sleeping tablets, things like that. And then since I've come home, like I feel like I'm back there again and that I'm not sleeping the best. But which is what is good that they've offered me some sub support. Like um, I've got a woman that it's through probation so we've just been doing some counseling with her so i go to see her once every two weeks we just talk about things and whatever and i feel yeah. like that's helping me because i feel like i initially started opening up in prison so now to come home and to do some counseling and like like two years ago i even said to her like two three years ago you'd never have got me to sit down and do counseling that i would yeah. have i always thought it was like i'd be like but it's for people that are m mad or unwell or whatever mm -hmm. words you wanted to use but you know what, sometimes when you've been through an experience, like getting some sort of like clarification, talking to somebody is the best thing for you. And I'm glad I'm doing it and I feel healthier for doing it. It's just slow. I've just got to take each step as it comes really. And yeah, even, no, though I'm work, even though I'm working hard towards my, my dreams, I've still got to take some self-care in the sense that I've still got to look after my mental health, make sure I'm open, I'm talking to people. And that's what I say to yeah. you other males, females, whoever, like, if you're going through somebody, talk to, like, talk, like, like my, like, now I've been through it and I'm so glad I, I was trained out to listen by the Samaritans. Like, I'm, it's something that mm -hmm. I want to pursue. So if there's ever anyone that wants to talk to me, whatever, like, my messages are always open to anybody that's struggling, like, like, no matter if we know each other or not, it's not that sort of thing. Sometimes you just need somebody just to vent to or talk to or listen to you and... I feel like 
that's what I'm getting. So I want to be able to give that to other people. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's, that's like a big thing to take away is that sometimes people, they don't always even need advice back, do they? It's just sometimes you need that outlet to be able to talk. And like, so having that, like learning that skill, like honestly, listening is probably something that a lot of people we don't we don't really do properly do we like we're always we're always listening to respond but sometimes yeah. we've just got to listen, listen and actually like actively listen to that person and sometimes words aren't even needed that other person just needs that yeah. outlet um and just the comfort of knowing someone's there so yeah, yeah that's that's really nice and i'm glad obviously that you you know your experience with counseling is going really well because you just mentioned then that obviously um, before you thought it was for people who were like you know really unwell or you know in quote, in quotation marks like mad um but you know you don't have to be in that place to to do something like counseling or therapy or whatever it is coaching whatever like you can just be one wanting to work on yourself or two it, it can be that you're just struggling a little bit that time you need some advice you need a little bit of guidance you need someone to listen to it uh, listen to you so um I think that's where the the stigma or like the kind of misconception of like therapy and counselling comes in because I think sometimes people think you have to literally be at rock bottom completely to to go and open up to someone or go and get a little bit of help or guidance. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes you've got to realise that, okay, I'm on the path to going down there. I might not be at rock bottom, but I'm not in a good place. I'm not in a healthy place or whatever it is. And I just need someone just to vent to whatever and like like you said before it's hard like it was so hard to learn how to listen like you'd think what do you mean everybody knows how to listen but you actually don't <laughs> until i did that course nope. i realized like a lot of the things that we as you may do but it's just part of like you become accustomed to like you said listening to respond and then it just becomes natural yeah. so to strip that back and to learn how to actually listen and actually take in what somebody else is saying to you and it was so hard because my natural instinct is to give advice. And one of the things that the Samaritans told us that we weren't allowed to give advice to anyone. Like we weren't allowed to say, well, mm-hmm. I'd do this or I think you should do this. And you found yourself like I'd be sat like with somebody for an hour and they'd be in a bad place or whatever. And I'd be like, I just want to tell you to do this, but I can't because obviously they told us that as a Samaritan, if you tell somebody to do something and then they go and do what you did, like, and it doesn't work out, they kind of like, you're kind of, held responsible kind of thing so it's best to let them come to their own decision and it's hard because like you said you just want to give advice you used to your friends or your family saying to you oh what do you think i should do about this oh yeah yeah, do that or do that do you know what i mean but sometimes that's not the best thing what you do isn't the best thing for that person and that's it's hard it's a hard skill to learn to kind of show up but but, um but it's good like it's, it's dead rewarding no it's so true and like I have to stop myself sometimes in in sessions because um i mean don't get me wrong obviously when coaching you know there there are certain times where you do kind of have to kind of put your piece in a little bit but there's a lot a lot of the times where i navigate situations where i think no actually this person right now all they need is for me to just sit there and and not really say much so there'll be some sessions where i'm quite quiet do you know what i mean yeah um and that's because that's what that person needs at that moment. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a definitely a tough skill, and it's one that I think I'm still trying to master. Um, <laughs> obviously, I, 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 yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it is 
it's it is it's weird because like you'd think that we just all know how to do it but no we don't i know like but... i remember being sat there like obviously at the start of the session they asked you there's like who do you who you think they're a good listener my hand went straight up i'm thinking yeah i'm a good listener and then like when they went through the course and they asked us again and then you think oh maybe i wasn't that good <laughs> and then you start thinking back mm-hmm. to conversations but it's funny because then once you learn certain obviously they teach you certain prompts and stuff like that and the woman was like just keep an eye on when you watch like tv or whatever and just see how many people use like like good listening skills or bad listening skills and you find yourself like watching like like i said my soaps <laughs> or whatever yeah. and um you're thinking oh yeah that person's i learned that oh i know how to do that or oh no he's not listening there he's about to respond do you know what i mean like it's, it's so weird that you start you start analyzing other people's conversations a bit more in depth but it's a good skill to have because i feel like i i i was able to support people like it there's nothing better than some people coming into my cell at night time in distress for whatever reason and then leaving in a much better place than they left so it kind of like it may give me that little bit of reassurance that i'm on the right path and i'm doing good things and trying to use like again to say it again trying to use my negative experience for positive things yeah and like give it a purpose as well because i think sometimes like that's that's what we have to do like some of our negative experiences it's like giving them a purpose like a positive purpose isn't it like yeah, trying to reframe them into something, into something positive but um yeah no honestly uh, like i i know you're very humble about it all but i just think you know what you've done is is amazing i know you're going into schools and stuff now as well aren't you yeah um sharing your story and 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 helping others and i think that's amazing um but is there anything else you want to add uh, today because if not I've got a couple of questions to end on no nothing just kind of like you said touch upon what you said just kind of make sure that you if I could give anyone advice that's either been in my place or in my place currently is literally find something you love and chase it with everything you've got give it everything you've got because you never want to look back and think oh my god I regret not giving it 100% giving it 90% or whatever mm. just give it everything you've got and then also, like, men especially, but everyone, like, let's start talking more, let's start helping each other, being supporting each other more, let's create networks and good things where we're more open and talking and just, like, trying to make our own little world. We can't change the world, but we can change our own yeah. version of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because, Pete, I, 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 honestly, everything you just said, I absolutely love. Like, I'm sat here smiling. Um <laughs> But I think, I don't know if we were talking about this on the phone and you said something like, people think that just because they're one person, like, if they do something good, it's not going to make a difference. But actually, yeah. it will. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it, we were speaking about that. Yeah, yeah, it was. So one, yeah. so one, like, if you can make a difference in your day to one person or whatever you do, your little part, like, I believe that's, that's enough. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's so yeah. focused on being the one that changes the world. But, like, it's kind of like, is, I always use the analogy, it's like 100 people trying to run through one door. Like, mm. it's better if we all go through it individually like than starting to think, oh, no, it has to be me that goes through it first. It doesn't matter who it is. As long as we all start going through that door like in a better way, then that's that's a success, surely. Yeah. Oh, no, I love that. I love that, and I remember that. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Um, just to end, I don't know if you've actually listened to any of my other podcasts, but I ask this to everyone. So I've got two Go questions. On. The Go first on. one is just something 
that you love about yourself? <laughs> You've asked the worst person for this because I don't know. Um, you... This is why I asked this question because I think, you know, we need to start being more loving towards ourselves and not feeling awkward about actually saying nice things about ourselves. So. Um, I don't know. I hate this. I, you know, I hate this sort of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say that I'm adaptable. Like whatever situation I'm put, I'm put in. I'm starting to see that I'll, I'll always find a way to get out of it or to survive it. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I love that. That's good. Do you know what? So this is something that I I talk to my um my clients about when I'm trying to like kind of teach self-love in a way is that mm. if you can't think of something that you love about yourself, think about one thing that you like about yourself. You can't yeah. think about one yeah. thing that you like about yourself. Just at least be able to think about one thing that you don't dislike. So <laughs> yeah, going that's forward, to <laughs> yeah, try, try and, try and uh, practice that. And then hopefully you'll get to a point where you can just reel off loads of things that you love about yourself. <laughs> um, Thank you. I, I will, I'll take that on board. Yeah, um, and then the the last question is just something that you're grateful for. Um, all the love and support that I get, like I wouldn't be able to be on this journey to start this journey without everybody around me, like from people that are close to me to strangers that I've had messaging me, like people I don't even speak to or know, like trust me, every message hits home and every DM, every time I see somebody out or whatever, it, it stays with me and it gives me the fuel to keep going. Yeah, wow. No, it, and that's it, isn't it? Like knowing that people are there to support you, it does so much, doesn't it? And that's why we should mm. always, you know, like sometimes you think, oh, I wanna message that person, but I don't know if they're gonna yeah, think I'm yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, trust, it doesn't matter, do, does it? Yeah, it doesn't trust matter. Trust me, do it because you can change someone's day for the better. Like I'm t yeah. talking from experience, like I've had messages of random people that I don't even speak to, just said, just heard about kind of like my story and what I'm trying to do, etc. And they've said like, good luck. Like even that just means like, it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm on the right path here. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Well, thank you so, so much, honestly, no for um, being here today. I'm really grateful for you and for you, like trusting me to, um, you know, hold this space and allow you to, to share your story. And I know it will inspire a lot of people um, and yeah, get your message across. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Like I said to you the other day, I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. So thank you. I appreciate you asking me to come on. And like, like I said, it felt right to do it with somebody that I trust. Hey guys, welcome back to the section of the podcast called Ask the Coach. You'll have to bear with me a little bit today as I am a little bit poorly but I decided I still wanted to get a little bit of work done and record today. So I had a few questions sent in but one of the questions that was sent in that really stood out to me was what are your thought on, thoughts on self-trust? So self-trust is something that I feel I still really need to work on. Um, and I think a lot of people do really because, you know, trusting yourself and trusting that you're going to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do. I don't know if we all do fully trust ourselves at, at all times, if you know what I mean. I know I don't um, because 
I will break promises to myself quite a lot and that's something that I'm really really trying to work on now is you know the promises that I make to myself the things that I say I'm going to do I am really trying to follow through on doing that because every time we don't follow through on the things we say we're going to do each time we're you know reminding our subconscious that actually the things that we say um they don't matter because we're not going to do them anyway so it's like you know say you're trying to establish a new habit we can sit all day and say we're going to do it but because every time before we've said we're going to do it and we haven't done it you know our subconscious mind is already up against us in the sense of it's like oh no you're not really going to follow through on that so you know stripping it back and starting to look at your smaller daily behaviors the things that you want to implement the smaller goals that you want to reach and making sure that you do follow through on trying to reach them and trying to keep up with the habits that you're trying to establish will really start to build that self-trust but I love this question because I felt like it really really followed on from some of um Tino's story I feel like he showed so much self-trust in himself whilst he was away and whilst he was in prison the fact that he made that decision that day once he'd spoken to his nephew um that he was going to keep his head down he needed to get through this experience and do good because he wanted to get home to his friends and his family and you know get on a right path and the amount of trust that he had in his why kept him going because you know like he said he had some negative influences that could have affected him if he would have let it telling him why are you doing that why are you you know acting good why are you doing things for good behavior etc etc um and he even saw other people that were doing bad things get better um treatment than him whilst he was there um but he didn't let that discourage him or the his why or his belief in his why or the the trust that he'd built in himself so I just think his story made me really think about the way I trust myself and to be honest when I think about it I do because a lot of what I do now you have to have an element of trust in yourself and belief in yourself to um to keep going especially on the days where it's harder but this is why it's so important. So one of the tips that I would say um, for anyone who's looking to build some more self-trust within their life would be to start setting some reasonable goals, some smaller things that you can achieve in like a, a shorter amount of time. Because if you are only ever trying to reach longer to longer term goals you might start to feel frustrated or discouraged if you aren't reaching them quick enough. And then that can start to affect the trust that you have in yourself you might start to lose that trust within yourself that it's never going to happen so I would start right at the very beginning and start building trust within yourself by following through on the smaller goals the habits that you want to create within your life and making sure that you are showing up for yourself daily and doing the things that you say that you're going to do those little habits like making your bed in the morning or getting up when the first alarm goes off, going to the gym when you say you're actually going to, you know, these little things, gratitude journaling, whatever it whatever it may be, but the things that you say you're going to do, the smaller things, keep doing them, building that trust. And then what you'll find is when you start to make longer term goals, 
you're going to have so much more belief and trust in yourself that you're going to reach them because you know that you show up for yourself daily on those smaller things. So if you're showing up for yourself on the smaller things, you already know, you're already halfway there. You already know that you're going to get those long-term goals because you have that trust in yourself that you'll follow through and you'll do what, no matter what it takes to get there. Um, But yeah, sorry if my words haven't been coming out completely. Um, or like my sentences have been a bit all over the show. I've not been very well and my head's a little bit muddled um, and I'm struggling to talk a little bit. But for that reason, I'm going to shut up now. And um, yeah, I hope you all really enjoyed this episode. I absolutely loved it. It's probably been one of my favourites so far. And if you do have any more Ask the Coach questions, please send them in. I love hearing from you. I love hearing your feedback. And I hope you all have a fabulous week. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared it and click the follow button. For more content and to send in your Ask the Coach questions, you can find me on Instagram at Voyage MCR. Thank you.